Behold, the question of all questions. Which microphone should you use for your podcast? My answer, right now. So what mic should you record your podcast with? Here's the catch. Like most of these equipment-related questions, the answer is, drumroll please, it depends. (laughs) So... For me, over my career of podcasting for about 10 years, I have primarily used three microphones. Two microphones were almost the entire time. One microphone was only for really special situations. More on my personal choices in a bit. So here's the thing. Your decision is going to be influenced by those three questions I asked a couple episodes ago. What budget do you have? And what does your environment look like? Now, generally speaking, you have two main choices. Like, there's way more that goes into this, but I'm going to purposely, like, all you audiophiles, like, just calm down. Like, calm down. It's going to be okay. I'm going to keep this on a very high level. You have two main choices. Dynamic microphones and condenser microphones. Now, a condenser microphone, especially really nice ones, sound absolutely amazing only in the proper recording space. When you are in a space that isn't a professional studio, what happens, especially on really good condenser mics, or many, many condenser mics, depending on the style, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot that goes into this, and I'm leaving a a lot out on purpose to just keep it a high level. They pick up all of the unwanted sound. You can get a really good close-up. I should probably just throw on them. I'm not going to actually do this, but I should do some different... One of these times, I'll do some different mic testing just so you can like literally hear the differences of kind of the environment and stuff. But they're going to pick up your voice really great, but it's also probably going to pick up everything. The squeak in your chair, the dog barking outside, when your furnace or your air, central air kicks on, like all of those things. The person walking around upstairs, downstairs, outside, I don't know. It picks up a ton of that stuff, and it's going to make your recording sound bad. <laughs> like There's no way around it, um, unless you have a space that's designed to handle that style of microphone. Now, on the other hand, and for the vast majority of us, dynamic microphones are my preferred choice because they're more directional. They're, you have much more control over them, and then there's other bonuses. like They're just super durable, um, especially if you have to travel with them or anything, or you, they have the potential of getting beat up. Like... They're super great in many, many different ways. And again, this matters because most of us don't have professional recording studios and we need something that we're able to control how it works uh, just more, the direction of it, how it's capturing our voice. The other thing, some minor stuff or more, it's not super minor, but it's sort of secondary. Secondary things you want to consider is what are you plugging into? Uh, Do you have a mixer board or a kind of digital recorder that's equipped with XLR inputs. That's a standard microphone input. Um, Are you recording straight into your computer? Do you need a USB input? Like these things will also influence what your decision is. You're not going to be plugging an XLR input directly into pretty much any computer I know unless you bought some sort of custom card for it. So depending on if you have a digital recorder or an audio interface, or just a computer or a laptop or whatever, make sure that the mic you're considering has an output that actually works for your setup's needs. So now, given all of that information, 
it honestly depends. Your budget matters. Where you're recording matters. Your setup matters. Like all of these things are more important than what I'm saying. Let me break down at least some of my favorites. For what it's worth, this is just one person's opinion. I'm not being paid for any of this. I got to clarify too. I just looked over my list real quick and they're pretty much all of one of two companies. Um, One company in particular uh, that I just have used for not kidding 20 years, 20 plus years, uh, just even as a musician. And uh, these are some of my favorites. I have nobody's influencing me or paying me or anything. These are just ones I like and would always recommend. First one, super easy. Sure SM58. This is your quintessential stage microphone. It's what the vast majority of anybody up on a stage is using. It's kind of that round ball metal grid thing on the top with a black body. Um, This is a really underutilized microphone, in my opinion, for podcasting. Um, It's only a $100 price point. If you have uh, XLR inputs or some sort of setup that allows for XLR inputs and you don't have a huge budget, SM58 all the way. I used that one. That was, I I told you I would share some of the ones I've used. That was one I used for probably, probably at least five, probably I would say it has to be at least half the time that I was podcasting about five years worth. And in general, I've used that microphone for not kidding, like 20, 25 years um, as a musician. Great, great microphone. One that is a a close rival. It's kind of like a step up. If you have a little, if you have like 80 extra bucks and you want to get a nicer, slightly nicer version is the Shure Beta 58. Um, without getting too technical, it has a different polar pattern. And so it's going to capture your voice in a different way. Part of this will be a variant on your voice and tone and those types of things where you might like the sound of one more than the other in terms of your voice. Um, but the Beta 58 is a really nice one. We actually just gifted that to one of our clients um, as an upgrade for him and he was really happy with it. Another one, and the one that you're hearing right now, is sort of the quintessential um, podcast microphone. This is the Shure SM7B. Um, it's not a cheap mic. It's about, I don't remember what I paid for it. 400 I think it's a $400 microphone, but well worth it. Uh, radio industry standard. Um, it's got a muddier sound to it, though, I will say. Uh, for my voice, I have my setup dialed in in a way that I really like how it sounds. It's a it's robust, but for some people, it gets kind of muffly. It gets kind of low end. Um, it needs a ton of gain. Uh, so again, I don't want to get too, too in the weeds here, but I do love it. It's a fantastic mic. This I've probably used for about five years worth of my ten-year uh, career, and do not regret it in the least. Sort of the baby sibling of this microphone, if you want something else that's close, would be the Shure MV7. This is a newer mic. It's probably a year-ish or year and a half or so old. Maybe a little older. I don't know. Uh, but it has, depending on the one that you get, you make sure you get the one that has both the XLR and a USB output on it. So what that means is you can plug it directly into the computer Or later, if you don't already and you upgrade into like an audio interface or a digital recorder, you'll be able to use an XLR cable on it as well. Um, This has a lower price point. Um, Some of it's the construction. Some of it is the dynamics and everything of it. But for the most part, it's a very good substitute to the SM7B um, that I would be perfectly fine and have recommended to other people. All right, now on the crazy side of things, these are my special situations. Um, These are actually, I think I said three. This is kind of four, the four microphones. I lied a little bit, sorry. Um, The four microphones that I'm using. The the one that 
for most people, honestly, is not necessary unless you're doing like video work too um, and you have a reason to justify the cost. It's the Sennheiser MKH416. This is a shotgun mic and it actually falls into the condenser category, but it's designed in a way that it's, again, it's like a really just industry standard microphone. Uh, it's about, I don't know if I said this already, but it's about $1,000, probably more at this point. Um, great microphone though. We use this for some of our high end interviews that we need to capture really as a backup where we're like mic the person overhead, or if we need the mic out of the shot, um, it's a really great way to handle it. It's going to capture things excellently. Um, it's also really good for getting sound design. Uh, we have a shoot coming up here where I'm going to be interviewing an owner of a coffee house and I will be using this microphone to get a bunch of coffee house-esque sounds um, like the creating a latte and opening the door and people chatting the ambient noise them whatever in the background like all that stuff um, it's going to be a big deal and, and it's like a great microphone for that again not relevant for most people but for me doing this professionally totally made sense and I wouldn't pick any other one the final one, this is a completely different style. Um, again, price point's a little higher. I want to say I probably paid 600 for this kit, but the Sennheiser, um, there's different versions. I think mine are the G4, but the Sennheiser G4 Omni lavalier mics. These are the ones that you clip onto someone's shirt, and they work really well for, especially if you're doing video work as well as audio work, but they work great for audio alone um, they take a little bit to set up it's really not super complicated but we've run hundred person like hundreds of people live events with them we've run um, sometimes we'll use them very we'll more rarely use them for actual podcast interviews it's typically like special situations high level interviews and especially interviews when we know that there'll be a video component to it um, but all of those mics easily would recommend I own all of them except for, I do not have the Beta 58 personally, and I do not have the MV7. I've used both of them, but I do not personally own them. Uh, the rest I do, and, and they're great. Uh, hands down, recommend them to anybody. So there's, there's tons of choices. Tons of great options exist. My opinion is just one of many, so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, one thing I will plug is that I have an article that I wrote about this in great detail, uh, all aspects of equipment. If you don't want to wait for the next episodes and you want just sort of a hot sort of the overview from me, uh, head over to my personal website, jefflarge.com, and then I have under articles um, an article completely dedicated to podcast equipment. I will link that in the show notes as well. So in the next episode, what you can expect is talking about choosing a digital recorder for podcasting.